0: as it sounds by the time I got to college I was so partied out so I wasn't putting on weight because I was like partying really it was more because of the food that I was eating and I started to learn about my body and learn what was going in and out and then I became obsessed and I became Mm. so obsessed of like what can I eat what can I not eat I got involved in like marathons triathlons I did bodybuilding shows I actually excelled at bodybuilding shows and for a while my career was going to things like the Olympia the Arnold selling proteins being a sponsored athlete and I became so um I always say this because it's true for me I was so lost in who I was and my identity and I just didn't feel loved enough I I didn't love myself enough or feel any where my identity became what I looked like is what I'm trying to say
1: welcome to the win at life podcast A place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co founder of New Strength, and your host for this episode. Today I'm sitting down with the gorgeous Meg Langston. I just love Meg. I think she has the most amazing energy. She's open and she's truly authentic. Meg's a nutritional therapist and, like me, comes from a background of disordered eating. We've both competed in fitness competitions and cycled through all of the fad and restrictive diets, trying to be healthy and maintain our weight. So if you struggle or have struggled with disordered eating, you'll get so much out of this episode. We've been there too, and we understand how hard it truly is to overcome feeling chained by the number on the scale, but it is possible. In this episode, we chat about Meg's background and why she became a nutritional therapist, the fat and restrictive diets we've done and the symptoms we've experienced, how we both used to avoid sugar like the plague, but how we overcame our fear of sugar and now we love sugar, what changed Meg's tune on extreme diets, Meg's healing journey, why focusing on losing weight shouldn't be the goal when it comes to health, and so much more. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at k i t t y Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hi, Meg. Welcome uh, to the Win at Life podcast, everyone. I just love Meg. She's amazing. If you don't follow her, you should totally follow her. She's just got the most amazing energy and she's really kind. And yeah, I just I just love her. We just spent the last hour, hour and a half. <laughs> 10.30, we were supposed to start the podcast and we've just been talking for the last hour and a half. But She's a really amazing, genuine, um, really knowledgeable uh, woman. So I just, I really, I like you a lot. Thank you you. I like Do I not. sound like a bit of a weirdo? No, I crush on you.
0: No, you're. <laughs> I I feel the same way. I, maybe we have a crush on each other. I mm. feel the same way. It's just there's some people that you. I guess we didn't really ever meet, but you know, you 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 eat me, and mm. you just are like, Oh, your energy, yourself, who you are, is just so infectious and like you want to be around that person. That's how I feel when I talk to you. So mm, I think mm. we just have a crush on each other.
1: Yeah. I think so. We'll just, that uh, we'll go with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We've sort of been pushing this back. Meg's been super busy and I've been busy with my um, challenge and we were just actually discussing the world of being an entrepreneur. And, you know, I think one thing that I really like about you is that you're very genuine and open and authentic. And I think sometimes there's, not always, but there's a lot of influencers, influencers who just, put out there that they've got this perfect life and you know everything's easy and everything's always going well but you're very good I think at sharing the good things but also your struggles you know you had the miscarriages and you know I think I, I really admire that uh, I think it just helps women relate to you and show that you know I'm very much the same I like to share the good the bad and the ugly and you know I talk about blowjobs sometimes and that offends (laughs) offends people actually I got this email from a lady the other day a Christian lady just really telling me that like I shouldn't be talking about it and what would my daughter think and you know and obviously I'm not everyone's cup of tea but you don't have to follow me but that's one thing I really like about you that you're very open
0: yeah well thank you yeah Yeah, I feel like Uh, one, I'm a verbal processor and well, I guess that's not, I guess I'm a verbal processor in my writing. And so how I, 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 I heal is also just getting it out in the open. And I'm like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. Let's get it out in the open. And like, we're not the only ones that are going through the things that were going in the emotions. And I deeply do care for people. And I do want people to not feel alone. I, 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 there's a lot of things that I'm not great at, but I think one thing that I am gifted at is more of like the leader mentality of where I'm like, all right, we're, we're hurting. Let me be the first one to say I'm hurting. And like, you can, you can come on to, and then we'll, ju- we'll figure this out together. And then obviously from like an educational perspective, like when we're thinking about the miscarriages, like I want to, I want to help you. Like I, like I. I got into this industry as a nutritional therapist because I care about people, but also because of my own story. Like I know we're going to talk about disordered eating, like because Mm -hmm. of my disordered eating, because of my eating disorder, like that's what drove me into like learning more. And then it just happened to be that I really love people. And that could be in a career is where I, what I actually enjoyed learning could, I could implement and help other people out with. So I, I feel like you're probably the same way. It's just like, it's, you're there to help people. You're there to help like process through your own emotions. And like, also it's just real life. Like I'm just the worst liar. I, I quick story. I was, I got my license taken away in high school.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> me, too. me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so funny. I was speeding. I'd gotten like three speeding tickets in a row in like a month or something like that. And um, I am the worst liar. And I remember I, in front of the judge when I got my license taken away, I tried to tell a lie and I started cracking up. I could not stop laughing because I was so nervous about the lie I was telling. And so from that moment on, I was like, I just feel like I'm and not that you have to share everything on social media and that that means you're a truth teller, but like from that moment on, I was like, I just I have to like be who I am because I clearly can't hide it. Like as much as I would love to hide the lying or just not like, you know, spill everything. It's just not who I am. So I might as well just embrace it you know
1: I think so too and you know like you and I think it can be hard when you really put yourself out there because you do get criticism you know I get criticism I shouldn't people tell me I shouldn't swear you know I shouldn't talk about sex so openly and you are never ever going to please everyone you know like there's always there's for the 10 people that hate it there's going to be a million people that that love it and I think you just end up attracting your tribe I think
0: yeah and you just be your true
1: authentic self
0: We think about like, so because I know we are going this route, like we had pre-talked about like, what should we cover? And like, Mm. because I know we're going to be talking about, um, you know, disordered eating and orthorexia and disordered eating habits. It literally makes me think of that part of my healing. And this is me. This does not mean everybody. I have really healthy friends who do not feel the need to share, but Mm. for me to heal part of it, you know, I, I lived my life. So much of I grew up as a competitive soccer player. I've always been an athlete, and then like sometime in between college, you know, I put on the freshman fifteen, and I was trying to figure it out. At this point, I actually drink a lot more in high school. In high school, I was like more the partier, and even though I was a competitive soccer player, I still would like party and then you know live my life. So as odd as it sounds, by the time I got to college, I was so partied out. So I wasn't putting on weight because I was like partying really. It was more because of the food that I was eating. And I started to learn about my body and learn what was going in and out. And then I became obsessed. And I became Mm. so obsessed of like what can I eat? What can I not eat? I got involved in like marathons, triathlons. I did bodybuilding shows. I actually excelled at bodybuilding shows. And for a while, my career was going to things like the Olympia, the Arnold selling proteins, being a sponsored athlete. And I became so, um, I I always say this because it's true for me. I was so lost in who I was and my identity and I just didn't feel loved enough. I I didn't love myself enough or feel any, I, I, where my identity became what I looked like is what I'm trying to say. Everything became about what could I accomplish? What was I doing that was like extreme enough to get attention? And not like I was trying to you know, purposely really do it. But when I think back of like who I really was, it was this unhealthy person that was like really struggling to be okay with who they were, with where they were at. And, and it turned out to be this person that always went for the extremes. And And that is kind of like bringing it back to like what we're saying on social media. Like that's part of like my healing process is like, there's no more hiding of like who I am. This is, this is truly it. And I'm still learning and I still spell things wrong, but like I, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to overcome this, like this idea of like, if I'm so extreme, if I'm so perfect, if I'm so blah, 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 then I will either be enough to society enough to my family enough to whoever I think I'm impressing. And, um, you know, and that's just not the case anymore. So I have really tried to backtrack and like take healthier approaches in my life, which is, you know, hopefully that is what you guys see when you like follow me and stuff. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, um, there'd be so many women that can relate to the disordered eating and I was the same, you know, I just seemed to cycle through like every new healthy, like that I thought was the healthiest diet, you know, keto carnivore was completely anti-sugar. Like was the anti-sugar Nazi, were you the same?
0: Oh, yeah. I remember the first time I heard to about Ray P and I heard him saying like to eat sugar. And this is not just Ray P. It's literally anything. And, you know, in any science book that you read, you read about glucose, you read about how your body uses sugar. Mm-hmm. But I remember that was specifically the first like person that I ever heard that made it articulated it to a way that it made sense to me. And I and the first thing I bought was white sugar to put in my coffee. And I remember I, I was healed from my eating disorder and disordered eating habits at this point, like or I thought I was anyway. And I remember putting the sugar in my coffee and just sitting there like, should I go run? like, should I go work this out? Like I was so fearful of what was going to happen to my body by putting in my, by putting sugar into my coffee. And that was just a tablespoon. But like, yeah, I was absolutely afraid. And by the way, my temperatures went up like literally within a week of doing that. That's how crazy it is.
1: Is Don't you find it fascinating? And I used to be the same like I would do all these diets, you know, thinking that they were so healthy and they were telling me, you know, you can only eat this and only eat this and don't eat sugar. But I really just ignored all of these symptoms like mm-hmm. that my body was going through, you know, like I know you're the same. I didn't have my period for months on end. My hair was like, I used to get in the shower and my hair would just like fall out, you know, like mm-hmm. you'd wash it and you'd see all this bloody hair in the drain, Um, you know, so tired all the time. And I just never really, I thought, Oh, I'm trying to be so healthy, but yet like, sure. Like I look back now and I think, Oh God, Kitty, Like surely you must've known that those symptoms you're experiencing, they're not healthy. You right. know, don't you think it's amazing how, like, did you used to ignore them as well?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, so I had no period. I was getting ready for a weightlifting competition. And you know, at this point it was Olympic lifting. So like the heavier weight that you lift and the less you weigh, like the more. Yeah. competitive and so I was trying to lose weight I remember sitting in the shower with like the grocery bags like all the things on you to sweat out the weight and my body was like I am not budging and I was like gosh I can't lose weight I don't have a period I had really bad brain fog it would take me forever to come up with a word um and I remember one time I was sitting um talking to um I don't know just a group of people and I was trying to say um (laughs) <laughs> now I'm gonna say it just because I'm trying not to say it. But I was trying to say condos and I said condoms. Like I just could not. And I'm like condoms, condoms. You're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm trying to say condos. I'm trying to say condos. But that stuff would like that's a funny story. But that stuff would happen to me all the time where I couldn't articulate my words. And what's so what I see so much in my in my clients and and other women is that like you're right. Like how could we not see the signs? But this mm-hmm. is where I think like when we go back to like what our actual goal is and what are we okay with and who do we feel like we are? And what do we feel like if we either put on weight or, you know, if we pursue health, what would that will do? Like if we're not doing these extremes for me, it was like, if I wasn't doing this extreme, what would happen to my body image? And was Mm -hmm. I okay with that? I was, I, and for a long time, it was that I would rather have these symptoms and have my body image be the way that it was rather than See, take their route of what it, what possibly could happen with healing pounds, and what would happen to me if I got those healing pounds, and what would my what would my life look like? What would people look at me like? Um, like especially when I was doing more of the sponsored athlete stuff. Like I, you know, I was willing to accept all the negative feedback of my body to get the feedback from people. <laughs> and mm. I remember eventually once I got to what really changed my heart, I want to know what changed your heart, but what really changed my heart, I can remember is doing one, a lot of work in my, like in my own, like walking of life. Like, again, what do I actually like care about? What do I think about myself? What do I think of this life is about? And that sounds like, so, I don't know, like extreme of like, maybe how I'm thinking about things, but like the, like the core of like who I am, like what is my life about? Like, is it really just about being so extreme that people, and this was where I was at. This may not be where everybody was at, but like, I was so cared so much more about what you would say, how you would compliment me, that I would be willing to live in this, oh gosh, my anxiety, live in this anxious state of mind, not be able to come up with words, not have a true period. And I just to be able to, to feel like I fit in with society. And so finally, what really, when I, once I started like really asking myself those hard questions, I began to be like, that is not me that is not me. I don't care about that stuff. Like I have so much more passion. Like I want to do things. I want to be a difference maker. I want to make change. Like I want to like stomp on this earth and like, you know, people are like, Oh yeah. Like we want to go with you. Like that's a lot of fun. Let's make those changes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then my husband, my husband was a huge part of just being like, cause I had a lot of different relationships that were like, Hey, don't put on too much muscle or whatever like, that would speak into my body image. And, um, or just relationships in general, but I can think of one re- specific relationship that was like, don't, uh, don't put on too much muscle. But my husband, like speaking a lot of life into me of like talking about like my heart and my personality and not just my body image gave me enough. Um, and, and I hate to say it, but enough, like confidence to really say like, okay, if I start to pursue health and put on weight, it's okay. Because like, I know that I'm more than just if I put on five to 20 pounds. And by the way, I put on 20 pounds. And Mm -hmm. when I did start pursuing health and actually putting on a little bit of weight, which I wasn't trying to do, obviously, but once I started eating nourishing foods and yeah, my body did respond with healing pounds. Like I was more alive than I ever have been. And I don't mean that as like a, any other way than like I felt finally okay. My anxiety decreased. Like I got my period back. I was making enough progesterone. So my anxiety decreased. Like I was clearing up a lot of the gut dysfunction that I had and the dysbiotic bacteria that I had. So I was able to think and my words were articulating well. And I felt like my best self despite the fact that like my, I put on 20 pounds to heal.
1: Mm. It's interesting. I just was, it made me think about your husband. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's so funny, like what we believe, I know there are some, you know, fucked up men out there, but Craig has always said to me, he's like, I just love it when you're fatter. Like I love it when you've got more body fat on you. He's like, you just look more curvaceous in your ass giggles. And he's like, I really like it, you know, and, and that about loving you for who you are as a person and your energy and not just, you know, I think we've got this like skewed fucking sense of. And I remember what it was like too. Like I, when I left my husband and came back to Australia, I just... just Is that started. what really
0: changed your heart to like pursue health? Like, can you think of a pivotal moment?
1: Uh, it, well, it was, I I really think it's the purpose too, finding a purpose. So I met Craig and I met Emma at the same time and uh-huh. I got into lifting and then we, I found Emma and Ray and I was just like, whoa, like this is life-changing. Like this, you know, you feel like you've stumbled across the Holy Grail and you think, mm-hmm. whoa, like everyone needs to know this. I was like, every woman yeah. in the world needs to know this. And I feel in love with lifting and it became about being stronger and, mm-hmm. you know, feeling better. And then, you know, we started the business. So I had this purpose. So I was not so tied anymore to, okay, well, I've got to be skinny. Yeah, I've got to be lean. Like I feel the best when I'm lean and, you know, and I actually, a lot of women that I speak to, um, say that too. Like they, it's like, it's having more purpose, I think, rather Mm -hmm. than just being so tied, you know, to, and I think sometimes that bodybuilding world can be a bit, Oh, look, I've got some, a good friend who's a professional body and she's amazing. Like, She's a really healthy, like she has good long off seasons and she's trained consistently. Like, I'm not saying that everything is. She
0: does the sport well. Yeah. Yeah,
1: she does it. Pro- like, but I think that it, like a lot of women like me get sucked into it because it's a way to restrict. Mm-hmm. It's a way to have a reason to be lean and to restrict and control, I think. Um, yeah. Was that like that for you?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was for me, it was always a way to – I, again, like I go back to the same things because it that's really what was my story was, it was a way to feel like I was enough. Mm. And, um, and I just didn't know, like, you know, I just, I, I, I would get the compliments, I would get the compliments that I was really searching for. And so when I would show an ab picture, or when I would, you know, I remember distinctly showing an ab picture in my bathroom in my San Diego mirror, and in my San Diego house in, in the mirror. And mm-hmm. I remember being so, so lean. I actually shared this picture. And at that time, I was suffering from severe anxiety. I had absolutely no period, by the way, my coach told me if I didn't have a period that that was good. Mm. And, um, like ooh, she didn't say it was good. She was like, Oh, well, you're lean enough like that. You know? So obviously with that tone, like, you're like, okay, that's good. I'm doing something good. And, um, I just remember struggling so much emotionally, but posing that picture flexing it and getting an influx of women being like, how do I get, how do I do what you're doing? How do I do what you're doing? And I was giving them advice and I remember just being like, God, I'm such a fraud. Like this is isn't who I am. Like I'm literally telling you to eat tilapia and cold asparagus. It doesn't matter where you're at, eat the tilapia, eat the cold asparagus, definitely never have any orange juice or carrots because they have too much, you know, whatever sugar in them. And, um, and I just remember feeling such a fraud because of the need to have their, um, affirmations to, to feel like, okay. And I, you know, there's, I'm, I think that's like, you know, I have so many clients that come to me because they have you know huge digestive issues or want to put their autoimmune disease in remission. And at the core of like what they're saying and in the same token of like, I want to get rid of my eczema, it's like and I want to lose weight and and that's okay. I, it's totally great to to have a set of goals. like I still want to look good. I still enjoy looking good and you know, my, you know, workout pants and my husband being like, Hey, you look good. Like I will, I enjoy that. And I do want that. And I will always pursue that. But with a healthy manner, like my, if my body's talking back in symptoms, I'm not going to go to the extreme and say, Hey, how do I, how do I, you know, lose the weight? Yeah, I have eczema all over my body or yeah, you know, I have diarrhea, but like, how do I lose the weight? Or thank you for giving me the tips on how to pursue health, but how do I lose the weight? It's like, no, 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 it does not work that way. When our metabolic system is slow, you're losing diet, you're losing the, you're you're not able to, uh, you're obviously not burning calories as fast. Your digestive system is slow. You're obviously your thyroid is slow. Your hormones are off. Your cortisol is high. And we're all those things are happening. And yet we're like asking, for, yeah, kind of help me with my health here, but also really help me lose weight. And it just doesn't work like that.
1: Oh, I know. I know that we were talking about this before because we do these challenges a few times a year and it's particularly um, noticeable, I think, when I do these because these women are so green to this methodology. And, you know, you do their check-ins and they're always like, you know, when am I going to lose weight? And I'm like, you ain't losing weight for a while. Like, and you need to stop focusing on losing weight too, because it's like really end of the day. And again, you have to look at the person, I think, and you would know this as well. It's like, it's the body composition, but also too, perhaps you're striving something that's totally unrealistic and that you are never going to be able to be that and be healthy. Like, you know, I know for me, I was always wanted to be under 62 kilos and like, if we get under 60, I was like, fucking brilliant you no know? now i'm like 69 kilos 70 kilos all the time you know i'm way heavier but i'm really happy and i feel good and i'm healthier you know so i think it's like you've got a women they just are so focused on the scale and this number on the scale and what it actually means um mm-hmm. and like you say too if you've done years of those restrictive diets and got all these health issues it's going to take probably months to yeah. undo that damage like you say you know replenish your body with all of the vitamins and the minerals yeah yeah yeah, it's 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 a massive i don't know and look like you say like it's different for everyone but for me what really helped me was i just because i fell in love with lifting i just love lifting and then i realized i was like okay well i need to eat to be good at lifting (laughs) you know and the more that i ate the better i got at lifting and the stronger i got and i just felt so empowered and obviously my body was changing and i was putting muscle on and feeling better um, you know, and it really took that because I didn't give a fuck anymore about the scales. I was like, mm. okay, cool. Can I, do I feel good? I'm eating all this great food, you know, I'm pro- I yeah, I'm performing in the gym. I'm looking yeah. real jacked, you know, like, I mean, I, like not every woman wants to look as muscly as me, but it just really, you know, helped me, um, not be so obsessed with the scales anymore and training for performance instead of going, I'm training to punish myself and try and lose body fat. It was about, okay, cool. I just every week want to get a bit stronger. I don't want to improve yeah. my lifts. And I think probably you were the same to a lot of women that listen to this. They train to just like punish themselves and yeah. got to be skinny. I've got to train every day. Like I used to train every day, every oh, day. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I used to do wake up, do fasted cardio.
1: Same. <laughs> and
0: I would go and do, I, I literally would do like a kale smoothie, something like disgusting <laughs> with a ton of flaxseed in It tasted like earth or like just straight dirt. And I was like, this is health. This mm-hmm. is health. Um, but yeah, I think it like it, I what I would hope is that if someone was to listen to this podcast and be like, that's great that you guys found your things. Mm. I don't know what my thing is. Like I'm a mm. mom, I'm feeling lost in my identity. I'm feeling lost. And like, you know, I feel like if I were to actually get to that weight loss goal, then I would actually be able to pursue what I want. Like that what I would encourage you to do is like write down things that really matter to you. Or I always say this, this word, like what breaks your heart because I don't know, maybe I'm just like really emotional and how I talk, but like what breaks my heart is like really just really women feeling like they just don't have a purpose in their life except for to wake up and focus on working out and what they eat. And I wanna talk about what you eat. Like I love to talk about like how vitamin A can help with like T4 to T3 conversion. Like I wanna talk about that. But before we talk about all that, like we really need to learn about like, we need to talk about what is, what is, what breaks your heart? What motivates you in this life? Is it kids? Is it puppies? Is it, Mm -hmm. I don't know, um, freaking building parks and zoos. Like if that's the case, then like, what's going to help you. What I would encourage you to do is like, if that's, if you want to be, work with puppies? Like what's going to give you the most energy to do that? How are you going to have, be able to articulate what you want, the plans that you have, the drive, you know, the drive to get there. And then how do we implement that in a way of which that works with your, that works with your, um, your day-to-day schedule and that, helps you fight the fear of like you said, eating sugar, like, how can we, how can we implement these things that really matter and that isn't restricting that's encouraging nourishment and in more foods and, you know, and then, and, and focus on how, to the things that you're passionate about, how you're feeling and how your body's responding to the things that you're passionate about. Because if you have no energy to do the things that you're passionate about, or if you have, you can't, you're in a meeting doing the things that you're passionate about, but you can't articulate, like that's a sign that your body's not healthy. And we need to work on doing all the things that you and I talk about on our page in this just community of women, like that we talk about of of implementing, again, all the nourishing foods that will result in aesthetic goals. But more than that, will give you the energy to pursue like beyond just aesthetic goals
1: mm. just you reminded me i think because craig and i when we opened our gym it was like seven years ago when we first started sort of eating like this and i remember when emma was like oh you should you know, drink chocolate milk and, I, and we it didn't do it initially because you know you sort of like uh, and then and then one day we're like oh we're going all in we're going to drink the chocolate milk and we're going to start recommending our clients drink chocolate milk and we thought it was this like massive thing because we were just like oh and,
0: and everyone's so happy. Yeah. It's <laughs> just
1: so happy. <laughs> yeah. And you you just, in your head, you're like, oh God. Like I remember one of our, she's a friend of ours and our really good friend, Emma. She joined our gym like early on and she had thyroid issues and her hair was falling out. And she's amazing now. She's had a kid and she's so healthy and she just has like fully embraced the new strength, you know, way of eating. And um, I remember she rang me and she's like, you want me to mix sugar and cocoa in a pan? and make a syrup and you want me to add this to milk that's like seriously what you want me to do i'm like yeah do it do it do it and so she did it she's amazing she just does everything um but yeah it's, i know it can be such a head fuck really isn't it when you're first doing yes. this you, it goes against but you know what it's like i feel I, I really encourage people just to go out and study basic human physiology because mm-hmm. i feel like if you do that you're like oh like they teach you that carbs are the the cell's primary fuel source like but then there's all these people like once you understand the basics of the human body you're like oh this actually really makes sense right And like
0: let's say that you don't want to let's say that you don't want to has it been working for you to restrict it okay then let's do the opposite (laughs) like yeah you know like okay you don't want to open a book no problem how's it been working for you not good still feeling worse getting worse okay well then let's just try the opposite and I, I find that like, it is scary for women and me. Like I said, when I was putting the sugar in my coffee, I was scared and I was thinking, what do I need to do? And I was like, don't, you're not doing anything. You're just going to sit and see how this responds, how your body responds. But I, I, but I was excited. I was like, if this, you know, if, if this, this guy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if he knows what he's talking about and if, people are being happy with eating sugar and their lives are living great. Like, well, shoot, why shouldn't I just give it a shot? And turns out it was the very thing. Of course, you know, even though we learn this as a nutritional therapist, we learn how glucose works in our body, but yet we get still sucked in. Like I was still doing this as a nutritional therapist. I was still avoiding dairy. I was still avoiding sugar because we get so sucked in even to like alternative health that says like, Oh the answer is taking out everything. Oh, the answer is restricting everything. Oh the answer is elimination, food sensitivities and it's like no man, like we just gotta get the body working again. It's mm. not taking out taking out it's like I, I think the kindest word is like nourishing, nourishing, mm. nurturing, nourishing, feeding and and like there's nothing better that makes you more happy than sugar like, that's why if it's compared to cocaine it's because our body needs it like it it absolutely needs it which is that's a joke but that's a whole not i
1: know i know what you mean i wrote a post on that the other day about like i'm like well i've done a lot of cocaine in my life i was yeah. a the party animal and you know like yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny but life is just better isn't it like just being able to eat food you know every day that you love and that you enjoy and just living this amazing goats uh no sorry sheep um cheese that had black truffle in it the other day with fruit and I was just like this is the best. Yeah. Not believe I didn't used to eat dairy. I was so I used to I used to like blend my own almonds and put it through the cheese cloth to make almond milk.
0: Oh yeah.
1: I mean, what? I'm kidding. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's so crazy because I'm sure the whole time when you were doing that, your hormones were messed up, your digestion was slow. Like
1: terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I was like had the most horrendous painful periods, irregular, had a miscarriage. You know, all of this, but I never really thought about it. Like, I was like, oh, this is just normal. Mm. You know, it's just normal to be like this. Actually, you know what we should talk about? Let's talk about some of, you know, so if you were to describe a healthy woman, you know, what, how would you describe a healthy woman?
0: That's good. So the biggest thing, what I would start with is a sex drive, Mm. because I hate when I hear women saying that they have no sex drive and I'm like, Mm. you should have a sex drive. Well, I just don't really want to have sex. You should have a sex drive. You should you should have sex drive. Sex is great. You should enjoy it, and you should have sex drive. So I would say sex drive. I would say um, being able to articulate the words. So there's no brain fog. You have energy throughout the day. So there's no two to four p.m. crash. Um, You sleep through the night. I have people that say, well, you know, I had a lot of water at dinner or something like that. And so like, I just woke up to pee. No, if you wake up to pee, that would still be a sign of something we call blood sugar dysregulation, which really just impacts uh, your circadian rhythm and you wake up inappropriately throughout the night. So you should be sleeping through the night, you should be able to fall asleep. Okay, you should be able to wake up. You know, naturally. I mean, maybe you have to use an alarm clock because of work or whatever, but you shouldn't wake up so fatigued, so tired. You shouldn't be having to run to get a few cups of coffee. Your temperatures—I—I I, I always forget the difference in Australia, but like in um, the U.S., it would be like ninety-seven point, you know, six in the follicular uh, phase, ninety-eight point. Uh, you know, four or six in the luteal phase, so the last half of your cycle. So your temps should be up really nice and high. What is it? 90, 90
1: So we're six? degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like 36.5. 36. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. I'm like, <laughs> uh, um, so that's so crazy. It's degrees, but, um, so yeah, and then you should have a, a pulse. This what this is what really I had a really hard time with was me the too.
1: The whole fitness, like thinking because everyone, I was like, yeah, but isn't it good to have a low pulse because I'm fit?
0: Yeah. So the idea is that so if you're not sure what we're talking about, a what what we used to hear or what you may have heard is that the pulse used to be around ninety or what not ninety, um, like in your sixties, your low sixties mm, would be mm-hmm. like really good, right? Mm. And so what a, a high pulse, what I think would define health is anywhere around 75. Anything mm-hmm. above 75 would be a really good indication of a high pulse, because your body's working optimally. Mm-hmm. When it's low, um, it your body's slowing down to preserve energy. So as an athlete, if you're a professional athlete during that time of your sport, it may be appropriate. And sure, it may be appropriate because your body's mm-hmm. conserving energy the way that it needs to. But if you're a you know, you know, a mom or just a businesswoman or just any other person other than a professional athlete, which is really only the 1% of the population, then yeah, we should be having a higher pulse rate. Mm. Um, That, that, that comment alone drives a lot of people crazy. I don't know if you ever get always, always, (laughs) because
1: it's like, because, because you're always told that having a low pulse rate is healthy and that you fit, but being fit is actually not good.
0: Right. You know,
1: being really cardiovascular fit, it's like, well, your body's just downregulated everything so that you can do more on less food. Right. You know, it's, yeah, it's a real, but I was the same. I was like, if it doesn't, you just really struggle to, because it's been drilled into you for so long from doctors, (laughs) from everywhere. Don't you think?
0: Oh yeah. It's but, the same yeah. thing with sugar. Yeah. Like if you are, oh, well, sugar makes you burn through minerals and vitamins really fast. Like yeah. you're burning through really fast like that. Well, if your body and your metabolic system is burning, it's like a little kid. If you see a little kid running through, running around, he's burning all the, you know, his metama- metabolic system is just running crazy. Like that's what you want. Guess what else is running crazy? Your digestive is, mm. system is running great. Your thyroid is running great. You're, you know, and everything is, uh, uh, you know, a cascade or a triple down effect of, of like your body feeling really good you're sleeping really good your sex drive is really good so that it's the same effect of like you want a high functioning body you mm. and it makes sense when we say it out loud it doesn't mm. make sense when we're like well we want it to perse- preserve an energy we want it to run slowly like no we don't we don't yes. want it to run slowly. yeah
1: i feel like people you know like we'll get people go oh but i cut all the sugar out of my diet and now i'm feeling better i'm like yeah but what were you eating it with Right. You know, it's not like, like so many people, they just, it's so wrongly blame sugar when it's the polyunsaturated fats and the starches and the preservatives that they're eating the sugar in, like store bought cakes and biscuits and all this other crap. And it's like, no one was ever eating fruit and liver, right. like with the nutrients that they needed as well as the sugar. Because, like mm-hmm. you say, it, when your metabolism is running well, you need more nutrients. Right. You know, so if you don't support your body with those nutrients, it's not going to do very well. And I think, people just so blunt, like, like, I'm like, sugar is just energy. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just just energy devoid of nutrients. It's not poison.
0: Yeah. I would like, you're right. What's poison is the, you know, cakes you get from, uh, you know, whatever that have the polyunsaturated mm. fats that were cooked with canola oil. Mm. When I'm saying sugar, when you're saying sugar, we're talking about the fruits, the honey, the maple syrup, the white Mm. sugar, you know, the dates, all the things Mm. that like, I know when I was really in my restrictive phase I was so afraid of like I mentioned I think oranges like I was so afraid of oranges and when we think about oranges or orange juice like the amount of nutrients and i know. like oh my gosh it's amazing I'm in so I'm in school now I was telling you for um doing the Morley Robinson yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. learning more about like iron overload and Mm. um anyway to, to 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 think about how Silly I was to not have a period and be afraid of like the orange juice and the sugar when we're looking at the orange juice. Yes, it has all that great uh, sugar for the energy that we were talking yeah. about, but it also has the bioavailable copper, which yeah. helps with our mitochondria, which helps with, um, I mean, bioavailable copper helps with thyroid conversion, which helps with metabolic health. It has a uh, whole food vitamin C, which we're aware of, which is like mm. 95% of our adrenal, the nutrients that our adrenals require, which is basically our, to keep our body out of a stress state all the time like it's Mm -hmm. so crazy to me that the very foods that I was so afraid of and the things that I was constantly like avoiding for health was actually just completely depleting me I I say this often but you talked about almond milk like it I used to do something called seed cycling did you ever do that
1: I never did that I feel like that's quite quite new is it quite new like
0: um I would say, yeah. So
1: mm.
0: I would say probably in the last like three or four years. Yeah. Probably- so I've been
1: doing this for like seven years. I was out of the, okay. yeah. yeah so, Cause I've never, I had never really heard of it until just sort of recently. Like,
0: yeah. So I used to always seed cycle and it really came out once the period books came out. Like once um, there's a lot of popular period books that talk about how to seed cycle uh. for hormonal health. And so when I was first learning about um, like more about your period about six years ago, mm. that's when I really started to implement some of the, well, I guess it's been longer than four years because I did it six years ago because I've been married for about that time frame. So yeah. So I guess about six years ago, then I, well, anyway, I, I started implementing the, um, the these, uh, I, this idea of using different seeds like flax seed, pumpkin seed, mm. sesame seed can't remember all of it now, but these different seeds and nuts uh, throughout your, I'm sorry, just seeds throughout your mm-hmm. cycle to be able to help eliminate estrogen. But mm. the thing about that is I had such a low metabolic state. Like I said, I wasn't even really cycling. At one point I had no cycle. Then I went to mm. irregular cycles because my body was trying to get its cycle back. And I had so many gut issues candida overgrowth and I was constantly taking in these seeds and by the way I was waking up fasting waking up fasting working out fasted cardio and I was eating all these nuts nuts and seeds or on you know on a regular basis and what it was doing is full of polyunsaturated fats lowering digestive system even further inhibiting i was diagnosed hypothyroidism inhibiting the thyroid and i was chronically doing these things that were really hard to digest that i didn't feel good doing but ignoring the very foods that like my body was actually craving like the amount of times i craved dairy was i mean it's like so it's so wild that i would ignore my craving so much or just chocolate because i just really Mm. wanted something sugary and sweet and full of magnesium i mean it's just wild
1: oh i know actually think about what i used to do it makes me feel sick Mm-hmm. Like I could never go back. like now I just eat so much food. And I think like, even now I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so hungry. Like it's like past my lunchtime. You know, I think, how did I used to go? Like when I did, because I did every protocol of fasting, you know, all the different.
0: smelling like kale, kale. Like when I smell yeah. raw kale, I'm like, why did I shove that down my face? Like oh. raw kale smells terrible to me, terrible. And I would eat that, not even enjoying it, but eat it because I viewed it as healthy.
1: Same, same. I'm like trying to, what, like, uh, what's some of the dumbest, like I reckon probably one of the dumbest things that I did was take, um, a once I ate, I literally ate tuna and apples every day, just tuna mm-hmm. and apples for 12 weeks. And then do you remember that drug where you'd eat it and you would poo out all your fat? Did you ever Mm-mm. do that?
0: Mm-mm.
1: I'm like, you idiot kitty. Like, no,
0: I did um, SARMs. Do you know what SARMs are?
1: No, nah, you were talking about them before you were talking yeah. about last time we spoke.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a bodybuilder type, like how to, it's like a anabolic type of, I don't want to say steroid cause it's not a steroid. It's not as effective as that, but it's basically to put on muscle. So I try to do that with fat burners and then, I mean, same thing I would eat cold t- tilapia on a plane I used to be in sales Um, so I would travel a lot cold tilapia on a plane and I would like I would almost throw up eating it and then I would count my almonds I'd be like one two twelve okay that's all I get so I would get my you know twelve almonds uh, at you know my four ounces of tilapia and my cold uh like uh, asparagus or green beans and eat that and like on a regular basis or like the amount of rice cakes that I ate with like tuna on it like and mustard like (sighs)
1: flaxseed oil i used to love i used to have those little oh tins of gosh. tuna flaxseed oil and then i just eat green beans like that would be my morning i drink heaps of tea and suck sugar-free mints.
0: i was just gonna say did you do sugar-free yeah everything was sugar-free everything, everything was yeah, that gross maple her bodies were craving it like and we would oh. just
1: oh it's crazy it's so crazy yeah i just i just so hope that women are listening to this and just don't do it anymore you know, yeah. like save yourself the years and years and years of heartache and destroying your body. Um, oh, I don't know. And I think, I don't know the whole weight gain thing too. I think it does take time to accept, I don't know, maybe I feel like, cause I'm older now as well, like turned 40 recently. I just, it's just not worth it to me to be like that anymore. Like I think what I'd have to sacrifice to get really lean, I'm just not willing to do it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, you just realize that I don't, I just don't want to be hungry. Like I don't like being fucking hungry, you know, like I like to be able to eat. I get like, Oh God, I need to, I want to be able to sleep.
0: Yeah. You know, I I I want what I would have done in my twenties learning this information, you know, I I would have hoped, yeah, I would Mm. have hoped that I would have been confident enough to pursue it. And like, it's intriguing enough that Mm. it's like, how can these people be eating sugar or, you know, just doing the opposite, saying to eat more and feeling better and like Mm. saying, Hey, this is really great Mm. versus like the people that I was following, which were, I mean, Social media wasn't around that much then, but like, you know, that I was looking at and the, and they were caught, I mean, they were looking older faster and like, I'm like, those are the people I want to be like, cause they're so extreme. But like, you know, I, I wish, I, I wish I would have known this stuff younger. I, I think I would have been brave enough to do it, but, um, you never know.
1: I remember when I interviewed Jess, um, on the podcast a while back and I was just asking her how old she is. And I think, I think she's like 20, is she 23? She's in her early twenties. I think.
0: I oh, wish she? And- I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I remember saying to him, I'm like, Oh, it's so amazing that you found this like so young. I'm like,
0: how good is that
1: that you are now gonna like spend the rest of your twenties just being healthy and amazing. You're not gonna go into your thirties and be fucked up, you know, like forties uh-huh. and fifties. And I just think, Oh, imagine if we'd found I mean, it's all right, you know, like your journey is your journey and it makes us who we are, but it would have been cool to find it as a younger woman I think as well
0: yeah for sure a thousand percent I you know I think one of the best things that you know everyone's going to have trials and tribulations in your life and I look back at like when I was going through some really hard things and I was starving Mm. and malnourished, how hard those things were for me. Like I just didn't have the energy or the emotional capacity to get through it. And I look back now, like two miscarriages back to back is a really hard thing to deal with on top of just like your normal life of like, we were talking about before this, like, how do I figure out my business? How do I continue to grow? How do I raise my kid? And my husband's gone a lot like I'm going through a hard season of life, but because of the way that I eat, I'm able to handle it. Like I'm uh-huh. able there, you know, there's things that I have to learn, of course, always, but like I'm able to handle it. And I just think like, God, if I was still doing the things that I was, there is no way like when I see people crashing and burning, I'm like, I, and I don't mean this in a sarcastic way of like, ugh, but I'm like, man, you need to, what are you eating? Like, how can we nourish your body? Have you got, like, do you need to go get some ice cream? Like mm-hmm. this week, I it was a harder week for me. So I've been implementing, uh, uh you know, vanilla mm-hmm. ice cream and salt and honey like every yeah. single night like it is my it is literally my nutrient to calm my body back down and mm-hmm. you know and i'm able to i'm able to tackle the next day even if it's a little bit harder because of the way that you know we are eating now
1: oh you know and i hundred percent agree with that and i remember this is maybe uh maybe a year and a half whenever we were doing i told you about lintry our business coach and he had a, a program called the one percent and it was full of coaches like us, like, who do similar stuff, but not, you know, the same nutrition approach. And I'd always remember these guys just being like, oh, I'm so burnt out and I'm so sick. And, you know, I'm like, I re- the last time I was sick was, I remember when we lived in Upper Mount Gravatt was when we had the gym and I had tonsillitis. And that's like literally the only time I can ever remember being sick. And like, wow. we've, we've logged some fucking serious hours in our business and trained, you know, and stressful, but it's like, because you eat the food you eat enough food and you do the basics it's like I'm not saying that you should just load yourself up with stress but it does definitely make you more resilient
0: it does your immune
1: system's better and you know like I think I think to myself too like how could I have ever grown our businesses doing what I used to do like there's just no way because you just be you know like you like it's obviously days where I don't have a good sleep or I feel like I'm not fucking perfect but, you know, most of the time, like I'm um, have energy and I can train and work and cope with the stress and, you know, there's just no way that I ever yeah. would have been able to do it doing what I was doing.
0: And I think that's a huge marker for health. Like if you mm. find yourself not being able to emotionally handle things, mm. um, and obviously there's professionals out there that, you know, that if there's some things, I mean, we're using common sense here, like if we're, if we're going through like a, maybe a breakup, Mm. well, I don't know if that's a good one, but like work or something like that, you should be able to like emotionally get through it. Right. Like you should Mm. be able to Mm. tackle the hard situation. And there's a person in my life and I love them so dearly and they get so they're in, they're in a position in in sales and they get so stressed out over like the littlest things with their sales or their work or an order not going right. And they're, they're, Mm. I had the the worst day ever. And I'm like, you need to eat like you are. And they're so restrictive in their diet. I'm like, you need to eat. It's because you're malnourished that that order going wrong sent you off. Like you should not go mm-hmm. off because of order. All right, here's how we mitigate this. This is what we do, whatever. And then we move on. You can have stressful days, but it should not carry into after work.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I would say
0: that's definitely a marker of like your body's not able to shut down and, mm-hmm. and then be present.
1: Oh, a hundred percent agree. And I remember I just lose my shit at the drop of a hat, you know, like you oh, just, yeah. all these tiny little things that set you off or I'd cry, you know, and yeah. then, you know, you know, you're like, Oh man, not to say that I still cry. Like I still cry sometimes, That's you know, right. like, but yeah. it's like not, you know what I mean? It's not the same. It's, it's right. It's not, yeah, it,
0: yeah. it's, it's not a, it, it is not a reaction that is happening all the time and mm. it's, and you're able to step back to, I mean, there's obvious, it's an appropriate response to cry or get angry at times. But it, but if they are th- but if that is your everyday response, if you are looking at yourself and you're thinking like, you just don't want to be this angry person. I just don't want to be this stressed out person. I just don't want to be this, you know, really emotional person. Like then that's a sign to me that there's some malnourishment going on. There's, you need to figure out a way to get in some protein and sugar and probably more of that. I mean, when our blood sugar drops, then our cortisol has to step in our fight or flight response has to step in and that can really throw our body off, it slows down our metabolic state, like I've been saying, and it requires our, our body to go in this fight or flight, our fight or flight state. And we're either overly emotional or really angry. And when we're fed well, when we have the sugar to calm down the stress response, the protein and the sugar to balance our blood sugar, then we're able to, we're, we're able to take a step back and think about how you actually want to respond versus just Mm. immediately pulling up the handle. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And maybe Meg to finish off, what's some advice that you give to a woman? Say she's like, like just started this perimetabolic way of eating and she's gaining weight and she's really struggling with accepting that maybe I'm not never gonna be this small person anymore. Like, what advice would you give them?
0: I would start with saying something I said earlier, but I would start with like writing down what breaks your heart. What do you care about in this world that is not just about your weight? that that is, I think the priority of you, you live beyond your, your, your weight goals. And if you're like, okay, that's cool. I'm already, I'm in a nonprofit, Uh, you know, whatever. I don't, that doesn't, I want to talk about the weight. Then I would say to, I would say to make sure that you have the foundations down and it's okay to want to pursue weight loss and it's okay to have a goal. And there are people that have to pursue weight loss. So -hmm. the foundations are, making sure that you're eating enough. If you have questions on that, I do have a macro course that actually teaches you where you should be at macro wise. And then, you know, you can adjust from there for weight loss, you know, having to go on a reverse diet, but making sure you're eating enough, making sure that you're eating balanced meals. That means a protein, carb and fat, um, and making sure that you're eating frequently enough. So waking up within the first 30 minutes of waking and eating, and then eating everywhere, anywhere around three to four hours after that, that's the foundations to making sure that your body is well nourished from there. You know, you can go into making sure that you're eating really easily digested foods and all of this is stuff that like you and I talk about on our page. So if somebody's hearing this, they can easily just go look on all the free word resources that I, I have, you have, um, people that we tag in our community of women that they have, um, and, and look at those resources. But I would say first, like, let's step beyond just your weight. Let's figure out, you know, life moves on. You may, you may be at the, let's say you're actually healthy and you're like, I don't have any of those issues. It's just weight loss, you know? Some people are, think they're bigger than they are. So I would say like, take a step back, like let's figure out what else is going on in our world that we can actually enjoy besides, obs- besides obsessing over this and then going through the foundations and making sure that you're really, really reaching those foundations first.
1: Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, um, Meg. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I'll put Meg's um, Instagram handle. Is that what you call it? Instagram yeah. handle?
0: <laughs> Speaking of we need to eat. Yeah.
1: Lunch is flow. I'm like, I'm an hour past lunch. So I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so hungry. Um, And then you follow her. She's really amazing. I just love her. I think she's just a gorgeous um, human. And um, yeah, thanks so much for for coming on the show and I'm sure we'll catch up soon.
0: Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.